It's October 30th, 2023, and you're listening to the Halloween edition of the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky and scary as we want to be. Well, okay, so so it's not quite Halloween, but tomorrow's Halloween. And of course, if, if your neighborhood is like ours... The decorations have been up since probably mid-September. <laughs> I I'm not sure if it's it's people just wanting to get a jump on the season. I, I remember during the pandemic, it seemed like they they went up at the beginning of September. I swear, I think people were just ready to kind of have some sort of activity going on or to be able to celebrate a quote unquote holiday. But anyway, it's it's been going on. It feels like for at least over a month now. So it's it's about time Halloween got here. And, and we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters, which is fine for us, because that means we get to eat all the Halloween candy. But I know you guys, so so your kids are still four, it's almost five. Do you guys, I mean, are you guys doing anything special this year? Or, or is it just typical dress them up and stroll through the neighborhood kind of thing? Um. So our neighborhood started off fairly chill there weren't very many kids when we first moved in in 2015 but then over the years it just feels like more and more young families have moved into the neighborhood so much so that now we do a we we do a little neighborhood costume parade right before everybody gets released out into the neighborhood on the 31st and to to go trick-or-treating and i think the costume parade when we first when we first had the kids was maybe like maybe 20 kids, maybe 30 and geez, now there's over a hundred. So it, 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 it has ballooned quite a bit. Um, but this made it just all that more fun for everybody involved. Yeah. This year we're not really doing, I mean, we'll, we'll do the trick or treating bit and, and the kids are old enough to understand it now. So it's, it's getting a little bit more fun because they're getting a little bit more involved into it. So. I think we'll enjoy that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I wish we we have such an older neighborhood, I guess. So we don't have a lot of kids on our street. Our friends Tony and Greg have a ton of kids on their streets, and they're friends with the neighbors and their kids. And so several Halloweens, we have just gone over to Tony and Greg's and had dinner. And then Tony and I'd sit on the couch and watch Halloween movies, and James and Greg would hand out candy. So <laughs> we couldn't really do it at home. So they got to we at least got to do some of it. Um, with Tony and Greg, but so, so the kids will be back by then, right? Oh uh, yeah. So, so actually the, the kids are in Brazil this week. So f- that's, that's really what's been, been most forefront in my mind, which is I have a full week all to myself in our empty house. And that's really weird for me because for the last four years, our house has felt cramped, crowded, and very, very loud. So, so to go from that environment to all of a sudden not having that chaos around me was really kind of a shock to the system. And it gets really creepy at night because you know while I have two dogs to keep me company, they are great guard dogs and will bark at anything that moves around the house whether they hear it, see it, I don't know, six cents, it, whatever. <laughs> Except last night when they went off at 1130 and 
it was something over our back fence. I don't know what it was, but I was just sitting at my computer and they started going off, going through the doggy door and just going nuts. And I was just like, nope. And so I just shut everything down and went to bed because I was I was done after that. I didn't want to didn't want to see what was out there. So I was just like, okay, you guys keep barking at that. I'll be getting ready for bed so that I'm not ruminating on whatever y'all are defending against. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a thing. It's like, well, what do you see out there that I don't see? We had one once, I think this was probably back when we had Boo and Luna. I remember one of them, and it was like 1.30 in the morning, just going bananas at the front door. And unfortunately, we have glass front doors. So they got a perfect view out into the street. And I mean, just going bananas. So of course, you know, 1.30 in the morning, we're just up out of bed. What the hell's going on? And James is looking out the front door and he's like, what is that? And it was a mama possum and baby possums walking across our yard and over, you know, walking across the street. But boy, I mean, you want to talk about your heart racing and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and when James is gone, like you said, you know, you've been for the last four years, you've been used to, you've used to, you know, it's you and the kids and Faye. And so the house is full and the house is crowded. There's always something going on. For us, it's it's a similar experience. We don't have <laughs> we don't have the kid part, but still, you're used to having somebody else in the house, and suddenly it's just you. And what was that noise? And do I need to get up and go look? And is someone going to murder me in my sleep? I have no idea because because you have guard dogs. I have dogs who would run to whoever came into the house and want to be petted. So I I I'm, I don't think I, either one of us would stand a chance if something happened, but. All that to say is that we thought the thought for this podcast that we would kind of honor the spirit of Halloween and what is essentially that innate ability that I think every person has to absolutely scare the crap out of yourself when you're sitting in an empty house because all those thoughts go through your head about what what could possibly happen in here and what is it about this that makes it so scary. So we came up with three three sort of different ways that empty houses can be scary. And I think I, I, you know, we were talking and I think a lot of it just has to do with, with just sometimes it's just too large of a space. Yeah. So you think haunted house, you think big, empty, lonely. And of course you get that creaky front door and then you enter that, that, that space and you, you look around, but it's a big empty hall with big, dark, empty hall and all that. So and, and, and all of a sudden, there, there's all that potential. There, there's all that potential to be scary. There's all that potential to just for something to come out and get you. I'm thinking, well, and this is the, the nerd in me, but I'm thinking like Minds of Moria when, when the goblins and orcs vanish from the Great Hall and all you see is the fellowship in this huge empty space. And then at the very far end of that big, giant, dark hall, you see a little light getting brighter and brighter and then all of a sudden then Gandalf's like oh crap it's a Balrog we gotta run guys so just that just that large empty space that has just has a lot of potential and your brain just fills in that potential with any number of unknown possibilities that could just go absolutely horrible and I think I think that's a really (laughs) potent way that you can really psych yourself out in an empty house like that yeah, I think there's that potential to really just do it upright, so to speak, where you're like, okay, I know everything's fine, 
But really, there's a lot of space here, and I don't know what's around the next corner. Watching horror movies doesn't help any. So if you've ever seen Scream or something like that, where it's just around the corner and you're going to die a horrible death, it's like, okay, well, well, now I'm alone in the house and there's all this space. I can, I can remember as a kid when I was alone, basically turning on every single light as I walked from room to room. <laughs> I mean, I lived in my house forever, and I'm like, still, you know, like, go into the living room, turn on the light, go in the kitchen, turn on the light, turn off the living room. But it was just this constant because it was, you were by yourself and, and it felt really weird. And the house felt really, and the house wasn't huge, but it still felt really huge because of course you were by yourself and it's nighttime and it's dark and just kind of that overall sort of really, really creepy feeling. You know, the whole, the whole haunted house thing too. I think there's been enough of those movies <laughs> that it fills your head with what could possibly be next. The whole idea of of perhaps having a ghost around and not knowing it and finding out the hard way that there's something there. We were watching The Haunted Mansion. I was trying to think what the movie was. The Haunted Mansion on Disney+. And it was fantastic. I mean, honestly, I I will recommend this movie. It was really, really quite good. But again, it's that, you know, you're saying this this mansion. It's just all this open not open space, but all this huge space and anything could possibly happen. So, and it was a lot of fun to watch, but again, it puts you in the, into your head, that idea that I'm not sure what's going to happen next or what could be around the corner, but you know what? I'm going to turn on every single light in the house because that'll keep me safe somehow. And I still do that now. I mean, not, not that bad, <laughs> but when James is traveling, I think I tend to have more lights on than I normally would if he was here. So it's it's one of those habits that that's really I think really hard to break. But the other thing too is is that you know the whole empty house thing is sometimes it's just a matter of you know you're in a house by yourself and it feels very lonely. So you have this sense of it's just you, and you really wish it wasn't just you. You know that 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 gives it it lends its own creepiness, especially when you think to yourself, okay, did somebody die in the house? Because we we bought the house from the original owners. I don't know if the the husband died here, but he passed away before we bought the house. And then, of course, she she had moved out to like a retirement community or something. So we don't know. But I'm like, I, you know, everyone, especially when you have an older home and like the floors pop and or something cracks, you hear a creak and you're like, OK, I'm just going to pull the covers up all the way and <laughs> lay here and hope nothing bad happens. Yeah. And, and I can remember being at school because I had one last exam or one last one last studio that I had to present for or whatever the case was and just being in the dorm room all by myself and just like it got super quiet and and like at that point you know the holidays are approaching everybody's kind of winding down anyway but you're the last one there besides maybe the RAs or whatnot you're like, man, I really just want to go home. So you're kind of missing people, missing being around people. And you're just like, wow, yeah, it, 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 it did get a little lonely there uh, a few times. But and so and that, and that could be its own danger, because as we know, over the course of the pandemic, you know, if you had a if you're stuck inside all by, your, uh, by yourself, not able to go out or, and see anyone, you know, there was a there was just as much of a loneliness pandemic as there was uh, an actual uh an actual health pandemic because loneliness is its is its own health problem that can 
lead to any number of other issues that that you know just needs to be addressed and and i know for a lot of seniors that being alone in a house is is it is is scary in its own right because you know what if something happens to you i and i'll give you an example my grandma was in a ha- or my grandma lives alone um and she used to be fairly mobile but one time my brother was over there just helping her move some stuff around and she broke her hip and she didn't have any way of calling or or she she was moving some stuff around in her in her laundry room she something fell she she fell with it and then couldn't get back up and the only reason she is alive today was because my brother was there. He was outside doing something else at the time, but he was there to help her get up, call for help, and get her to a hospital so she could get that hip replacement as mu- as quickly as possible, so that you know she could keep moving. But if she hadn't been there, she would have died. And that that's a that's another example of you know all alone in your house, what could happen to you? Well, for some people, that's a very real threat. Like you could die if you don't have a way of either reaching somebody or, or getting a calling someone or calling out for someone. So that, that's a, yeah, definitely a scary thought all by itself. And I, I want to go back to the dorm thing. Cause, cause I didn't have that experience. I didn't, when I started college, I was, it was local. So I just went home every night instead of having to live in the dorm ever, which was fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that was a pretty good thing, but the whole being alone in the, in the dorm sort of situation where it's maybe you and one other person on the floor. I just keep going back to the shining, like the empty hotel, you know, the overlook hotel and it's completely empty except for the husband, the wife, the kid and the two dead girls at the end of the hall. So that <laughs> that's what goes into my mind. I'm like, Oh, hello, creepy dorm space. Let's, let's just, we're going to stay in our room until the light lights come back on in the morning and we'll be fine. And no one's going to get hurt. Yeah. I, I think that would really, really have creeped me out definitely would have creeped me out and it, and it didn't help and it didn't help me that i was my, our dorm was a double loaded corridor with just wall with just one long hallway with doors on either on either side so it's just one long hall and you're and and that scene that you're describing it, it actually mirrors pretty close to how my dorm was actually set up so uh yeah <laughs> i could yeah yeah that that was a, a very real possibility <laughs> yeah oh no I, I and i totally get that we were when we last time we were in vegas and we turned left the elevators and turned on to our the direction we had to go for our room we turned the corner and i'm like this is like a really long hallway <laughs> and i swear to god if i see the girls from the shining i'm just gonna pee myself because it was there's that that sort of creep factor and i think you know not not just that you're alone in that sense but that i think that just so many of us have that sort of image in our head from from growing up but one thing i do want to want to touch on too is because we're talking about empty spaces and just how creepy they are you know it's halloween time and you go around the neighborhood and you, you you live in your neighborhood and you're used to seeing the houses and and in our neighborhood there's one house that is a stones throw away to me of being a haunted house. I mean, at some point the owners are going to die. They're already elderly. They're probably in their seventies if they're a day, but I just picture them dying in the house and it's just becoming this creepy, <laughs> creepy place. Cause it's already, it's already run down. And I think there's a little bit of a hoarder situation going on because they're just, so, they're just sold. They've lived there forever. 
but yeah, you have those homes in the neighborhood and, and it's funny. It's like, it's like those houses that it do end up abandoned. You know, that's that sort of creepy because it's, it's not just that they're empty. It's that they're in such a state of disrepair. So if you go into one, you don't know what, what could possibly be in there. You don't know what could possibly happen to you. Do you fall through the floor? Unfortunately, is there like a raccoon in there that you're just going to be having to running into? Or is it going to be a clown with an axe? You don't know. So when you're walking around the neighborhood and sometimes you see these houses and you think, that's just a little, just a little odd. Oh, and every neighborhood has one because I remember growing up as a kid and actually growing up next to that house, the house that, you know, is a little bit dilapidated, a little bit, you know, the, the family was a little eccentric, you know, you, you didn't exactly know what was going on. And, you know, it was a little weird looking. So the whole situation just just felt a little off. And then when they finally move out, you know, just going in there, looking around, it's a big two-story house in mostly a neighborhood of one-story houses. So it's already unusual because of its size. And then, of course, they didn't take care of the the yard and maybe things are a little, oh, and it's, yeah, I every neighborhood has one of those. And I think everybody's imagination just kind of drifts a little bit when when you get that visual of what that house looked like and and maybe what you imagined happened there my mind would definitely have started getting carried away and i'm like we're gonna have to move because we can't live next door to that (laughs) i am completely creeped out it was it was weird enough that the house um one of the houses next door to us for about three years it sat vacant and we, we didn't know what was going on with it. There were, I think the power was off and some of the windows were broken and we knew the squirrels were running in and out of the house. And we're like, Oh God, this thing's going to burn down in the middle of the night. And it just turned out that the guy who owned it had passed. It was his rental home and the house got caught up in probate, all that sort of stuff. But it's weird seeing an empty house in, in a neighborhood and just not, not sure why it's still empty and, and what's going on with it. But yeah. Yeah, that, that sort of empty, creepy, Halloween-y kind of thing. And again, because I think we've all seen too many Halloween, <laughs> way too many Halloween movies where something terrible happens. Or or my favorite thing, the, the movie where they go in, but no one thinks to turn on the light. I'm like, it's a light switch. Turn the light on. Don't just go wandering into a dark home. Have you lost your mind? And that that's one of those, one of those um, scary movie things that just drives me bananas, but but maybe that's another thing, <laughs> another thing altogether. But we hope you guys are having, are going to have a fun Halloween. And if you're listening to this after Halloween, that you've had a fun Halloween. I know James and I will certainly eat plenty of candy. Hopefully you will have some fun experiences, but we'd love to hear what's going on with you. And, and if you've had that same experience of the sort of creepy empty space or the creepy empty house in the neighborhood, you know, you can always reach me, Larry, at SpottedDogArchitecture.com or at SpottedDogArch on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always find the podcast at ArchitectureGeeks.com and you can find me at AddingArchitecture.com or at AddingArch on all the social media. So I think that's where we'll wrap it up for the day. Thanks, y'all, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. 